Aloha, people of God. This is your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. So, y'all know, I'm just gonna, we're gonna get in it. Y'all know this is a live and dynamic podcast, right? Wherever the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down. Wherever I get it, that's where I spit it. So let's hit it. So, I just got done working out at the gym. I must say, I'm looking pretty swole, I must say. Just saying. <laughs> really pretty good. And, uh, you know, I stopped after the gym closed. I sat in my car and I watched like a, I don't know, it might have been like 11 or 12 minute uh, little video on Vice. I've been watching those videos. There's all types of stuff. I'm learning all types of stuff that's going on all around the world, right? It's a very good investigative show. But anyway, uh, I don't watch it on cable. I just go to YouTube and then uh, I, go, I, I, you know, pick my, pick the version I want to watch, the video I want to watch out of there. But anyway, this one caught my eye and it says something about basically like how churches can start looking like businesses in the near future. And I'm like, hmm. Well, the church already is big business. What are they talking about? This is they behind. This is already going on, right? But these are non-Christians reporting, so they don't know. So anyway, I watched this video, and you know, there's this one main guy who wrote a book, and I mean, he's really, really pushing it, right? And his whole thing is like, you know, tithes and offerings don't work anymore. Uh, and for anybody that knows me, y'all already know I don't even believe in the whole tithe and offering thing. I, I just don't even believe in that um yeah i don't uh, i don't get with that anyway but anyway and he's like uh yeah tithing offering don't work and you know there's a business model to the church which yeah it's true and that's true to some extent but he's like you know people don't want to talk about it but you know the reality is if, if you know we don't do something to get some more money in here you know these churches are gonna go away and i'm like what Hold on a second, hold on a second. Okay, okay. So, yeah, you know, as a businessman, I understand, yeah, there's there are bills that need to be paid at a church, right? I understand it, it just doesn't run by itself. And, you know, even though a church is, um, you know, it's, it's tax exempt, however, you know, it does need income to pay bills. If bills aren't paid, you know, hey, the lights aren't on, the water doesn't work, all this and that. We all know this. We all know this. Okay? But the way this man is going about it, in my opinion, is wicked. Right? And thus brings me to the title of this. It's time to start flipping some tables. Right? And see, if Jesus was walking the earth right now, he'd have been all up in that dude's church and started flipping tables and cracking a whip. Right? See, it's one thing. Let me just pray right quick. Father God, thank you so much in the name of Jesus for your word, God, for your word, your word, your word, which is paramount, God. It's never about what I think. It's never about what your people think. It's always about what you think and about what you say, because you make the rules. You make the laws. And at the end of the day, you are the great judge. Hallelujah. Ain't no jury. It's just you. So we really, really, really have to be careful, God. Lord, I, I just ask that you would convict all of us that are listening to this message, including me, right? Convict us, God. You call us to live circumspectly before you. And we just think we can just live any old type of way and it's all good because we said the prayer 
And no, it just doesn't work like that. That's not how it works. You call us to be holy. You call your people to live. You're coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. You tell us that in the Bible. We quote these things, Father, but then we act like they don't mean anything and we can just live like the world lives and everything's going to be great and gravy and hey, don't bother us about these things and don't be telling me this stuff. We can do what we want to do. We're Christians. It's okay. God will forgive us. They have no understanding, God. And I really pray, I really pray, not just for the body of Christ, but for the people that are saying that they're Christians and they lack understanding, God. They lack understanding, right? Your people perish for lack of vision. Your people are perishing, God. They have no wisdom. They have no understanding, God. They have no vision. They don't get it, God. And so I'm asking you, please, God, have mercy, Lord, because there are many people that are calling themselves Christians and some of them, maybe they are Christians, but they just got it really twisted, God, and they're believing some some phony baloney doctrine, Lord God, that allows them to do this, they're looking at it all wrong. And so I, I just ask God that you again convict us of the sin, God, if we're believing this, if we're those people and we're ministers and we're like giving the okay for this, God, help us to remember that the teachers are going to be judged much more harshly than the people that just come to church and attend they're not teachers they didn't get the same training that a teacher like me you know would get so god please help the teachers convict the teachers that they really just can't be doing any old things that they want to do because you flat out said you are going to judge them much more harshly than the other people because if the teachers get it wrong they're telling people what to do wrong and all those people are going to follow them and they're all going to end up in hell. The blind leading the blind into a ditch, you said. So, God, I just really ask that in the name of Jesus and I pray for the grace to deliver this message. Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. So listen, y'all, right? I actually attended two churches where I saw this foolishness going on in the church. Shenanigans, straight shenanigans, okay? And it's foolishness. And you know that the people that are running the churches, they're blind. Why? Because it's so easy to see the parallel between what they were doing and what Jesus was doing, you know, when he walked in and started cracking the whip and flipping tables and whatnot. I mean, literally, one of the churches, literally, I, they, there had been some shenanigans at the church, so I kind of backed away. I think I backed away for like a month or two months, maybe a month. Yeah, I think it was a month. I backed away. And uh, because I, I kept challenging the things that these ministers were doing. I kept talking to the other ministers and saying like, hey, this is ungodly, right? This is ungodly. So, of course, people start getting mad at me, which I don't really care. <laughs> I work for the Lord. I always tell people that when I go into a church, I don't work for the pastors. I work for Jesus Christ. I work for Jesus Christ. I don't follow any man. Hello? I don't follow any woman. I work for Jesus Christ. So if I'm at your church, that means Jesus sent me there to pray because that was my assignment. Every time he sent me to a church, he sent me there with the understanding that the church was flawed, right? They're sick, right? 
Healed people don't need a doctor, Jesus said, right? But the lame do. The problem is that the lame people don't realize that they're lame. They think they're well, just like the Pharisees did. And Jesus came on the scene and started talking to them and they was not having it. They was not happy with Jesus, right? And if you're like me, if you're a disciple, if the Lord called you to that and he's showing you the nonsense and the foolishness and the waywardness and the worldliness of the quote unquote church, then you need to get ready. And if you like me, then that means Holy Ghost has already trained you up. You already used to it. You got a real thick skin and you're okay with it. Well done, right? Because they're not going to like you, right? They didn't like me. They didn't like my family because we all pointing out the, the mess, right? They didn't like that at all. Hello? But Jesus already told us. He already said, right? Hey, you know, the servant is not greater than the master, right? Just remember when they hating on you, they hated me first. So be encouraged. You're in good company. I'm in good company. Amen. So, but I, I, I digress. So I, I, you know, I backed away from that church for a little bit because it was getting so hot and I'm like, and I saw how I was responding also. That was another thing. I was like, okay, Lord, I, I'm, I'm getting kind of fleshy in my response, right? Because yeah, I, I got my, what happened was my feelings got hurt. That's what it was. I expected the pastors to cover me in a particular situation where this new minister that they brought on was just totally out of line. They ain't, saying, they ain't say nothing, nothing. Because that new pastor was, you know, smooching up to, the new minister was smooching up to the pastor. He liked that, right? Brother Mike, and this is the same church I told y'all before. This is the same church that I left because the shenanigans got so high. They didn't ask me to leave. I just left because I'm like, okay, this is done, Lord. I, I can't do anything else here, right? It's too much wickedness. It's shenanigans. I'm out. I'm out. And later, I, I, you know, I don't know how many months later or whatnot, but I was getting a barbershop. I was getting a haircut at a barbershop. I'm the man with a billion backstories. You already know this. And I was on the other side of the island. I met this Christian brother and we started talking. And he was like, what church do you go to? And I was like, well... I, right now I'm in between churches, right? I was at this particular church, but there was some wickedness going on, right? So I told him what it was. He's like, oh, really? So he ended up going to that church. And when he went to that church, he just flat out told, this is the type of person this guy is, right? He just he just believes in saying, you know, he gonna say what it is, right? Regardless, right? So he's like, hey, you know, Brother Dillard told me he used to go here and that there was some wickedness going on in this church and you guys was doing X, Y, Z. What that pastor told him was that, oh, yeah, Brother Dillard, yeah, you know, you, you can't go by what he says. We actually excommunicated Brother Dillard from the church. What? It, of course, he came back and told me. And I was like, excommunicate? Like, what is this, the, the Spanish Inquisition? I was excommunicated? How come I didn't know? First of all, I'm like, hey, I left that church because there was shenanigans and foolishness in there. Nobody excommunicated me. If they decided after I left, why? It was because their minister started coming to them, I, I found out. Their minister started lighting those pastors up and saying, hey, what is this foolishness you guys are doing? Why? Because all it takes is one. <laughs> all it takes is one, one servant of the Lord to go up in there and start questioning and start tearing that false doctrine down. Just one. And then the other people who was worshiping those pastors, 
if they have a love for Jesus, then they will see, oh, wait a minute. That is right. Yeah, why are we doing this? Oh, tradition. Oh, because, you know, we didn't want to hurt pastors feeling. Wait, 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 wait. This is some nonsense. They started lighting those pastors up. I heard some stories about it. And so I imagine that after I left, they were like, hey, we all know the source of this was Brother Mike, right? We, this man can never come back in the church because ministers that have been with us for like five, six, ten years started questioning us on what we're doing. We almost lost, you know, like everything started unraveling. So I have no, I have no misunderstandings that they excommunicated me. I was just surprised to hear it because um, nobody, you know, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> Brother Mike didn't get the memo, right? But anyway, so what happened was that church, I went there, this is right before I left. It was me, my youngest daughter, and uh, my ex-wife's son, one of my ex-wife's sons, right? Who to me, I say is my son, but it doesn't mean that that's how they feel, but that's a whole nother story. Anyway, but <laughs> so we went there and after the church service, they literally had a market. They literally called it the marketplace. It wasn't like Hey, this church, like there's other churches in Hawaii. I know they own a strip mall. The church owns the strip mall. There is a building in that strip mall that is the church. That's the church. Okay. All the other stuff, they own it. They collect rent from those tenants. Okay. I get that. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's a business. That way you're not beating your people upside the head for tithes and offerings. Y'all need to give more offerings today. Oh, we ain't get enough. We're going to pass the basket around three more times until you got no more money in your pockets. What's that? You still got a few coins left? Give me them coins, right? But I digress. So anyway, but this was not that. They literally, literally, where we came to worship, the sanctuary, they put up, They because I noticed like during like towards the end of it, people started getting up and I'm like, what are those people doing? So I'm talking, you know, to the kids. I mean, they was adults then, but, you know, to me, they're, they're my kids. So I'm like, what are those people doing? They're like, I don't know. And then when it finished, you know, the pastor was like, yeah, you know, yeah, just after service, make sure you guys hang around and go visit the marketplace. You know, the hottest thing over here, the marketplace, da, 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 da. And then it's like they pulled like, ta-da, because they had their tables, their little booths covered up with like, blankets or whatever so you didn't see what was under it but then like once he said that boom they like pulled the covers off of their little booths and now you can see all of the stuff that they were selling i mean I, we we were like are you kidding are you kidding this is this is straight out of the bible the only thing that was missing was the doves and the sheep for the offerings. That was it. We, we were just, we were flabbergasted. We, we literally couldn't say anything. We was like, are you kidding me? What is going on in here? I questioned one of the ministers about it. That was the guy <laughs> that I said that was kissing up to the pastor, right? You know, he was all in for everything the pastor did. I was not. So I questioned him about it, right? That's how the whole thing went down, right? Because I let him, I lit him up. I let him know, like, yo, this is evil. This is 
straight evil, right? What is this? You know, oh, you know, Brother Mike, you know, uh, blah, 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 right? So, I mean, anyway, that's that was the backstory on that. So that's one church. And there, there is, there is I, I have a message here. I know I'm just kind of unloading, but I, I've got to give you guys the backstory. I got to paint this so you have you have had the proper context, right? There's another church. This literally was the last church that I went to before the Lord told me I finished my assignment at that church. Uh, I was an assistant music minister there and I was a prison minister there, you know, a prison evangelist. So I would go to the prison and preach. Right. But at any rate, um, Jesus, Lord God almighty. So what happened was this. They were also business owners. So great. And they're very successful business owners. But I, I guess they weren't getting enough money for the church. So what they did was they literally started renting out the church. Now, the, the church, literally right in the sanctuary where we worshipped, you know, on the worship team, we're, that's right where we were. What they would do is they, they rented it out to these MMA. Well, it was Christian MMA fighters, you know, MMA fight, mixed martial arts, right? They're beating each other up. So they're renting out the sanctuary to hold MMA fights in there. Literally, the ring was right where the worship team was. So when questioned about this, what the bishop said was, no, no, no. What? I mean, he wasn't even phased at all. No, no, no. It's just business. It's just business. Right. You guys don't understand. It's just a building. That's all. It's just a building. Right. And if we want to rent it out, you know, you have to you have to be wise as a serpent. We're renting it out. It's just a building, you know, to bring in revenue. Uh, nah, 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 nah. See? And that is how the devil gets people. Now, here comes the message, right? See, that's the same thing the devil did with Adam and Eve in the garden. What he did was he got them to focus on their interpretation. He got them to look at things a certain way instead of going off of what God said, off of what God said. God said, don't eat this because when you eat it, you will surely die. The day you eat it, you're going to die. The devil came and said, you know, in the form of serpent. No, no, no. That's not what God meant. See, he didn't even say that's not. You notice this? The serpent didn't tell Eve. That's not what God said. He didn't say that. He said, that's not what God meant. Right. In other words, yeah, God did say that, but this is really what he meant. See? Ah, and then she thought about it in her mind, and, and it led to her doing what she really wanted to do in her flesh anyway. That's how the devil gets people. So with these pastors that's doing this nonsense, and the Lord's going to deal with them, Jesus, I literally just got done praying that God would straighten out the crooked road that all of these pastors and bishops and ministers and all, whatever else they want to call themselves to get money, right? That he would straighten those roads out. Better he deal with them now, right? <laughs> Better they get dealt with now before Jesus, you, you know, uh, Jesus, you know, before Jesus comes back, then after the fact, they get left behind. Or God have mercy, you know, God forbid, they actually happen to die in their sins and then they got to deal with Jesus. It's too late then. 
It's too late then, right? And nobody wants the Jesus that's flipping the tables and cracking the whip. We all want the Jesus that's all nice and loving and kind. You know, yes, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Yeah, that is Jesus. But also Jesus is the same God that was cracking the whip and flipping the tables. He is that also. You can't pick and choose which side of the Lord you want. He is who he is. If you don't want to deal with the Jesus that's flipping the tables, then don't be doing the stupid stuff, right? Like bringing marketplaces inside the sanctuary, which triggered Jesus to start flipping tables and cracking a whip. If you don't want that Jesus, then don't be doing the stuff that got that side of Jesus to flare up. It's very simple, right? Very simple. So anyway, at the other church, like I said, what he said was, oh, it's just a building. But this is the sanctuary. This is, yeah, it's just a building, but this is where God's people, the saints of God, come into this place every week, multiple times a week, and we seek the face of God in here. We call on the holy name of the Lord in here. We fast and pray and walk the floors and, and, and sing songs and worship him and call his presence down here. And you dare say, this is just a building and I can rent it out if I want to. So in that case, and you know, there was times when Paul said some absurd things and he just said, basically like I'm saying, I'm speaking as the world speaks. So now I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna pull a Paul here. So basically if you telling me, this, if any of y'all thinking this way, this is for you. If you're telling me that the place where you go to worship the Lord and the people have been coming to congregate and seek the Lord for many a moon, many years, Oh, it's just a building. It's okay if we rent out that space. We just have them sign an agreement. What? Well, in that case, why don't you just bring some hoes up in there? See, now, now I don't went Jersey. I got, I got my the Jersey vernacular. Why don't you just bring some prostitutes in there? And, and, oh, oh, that's right. Oh, you know what? That's right. Prostitution is still illegal in the United States at the moment. But you know what's not? Selling weed. Why don't you just go and sell some weed out of the out of the out of the building? It's just a building. Oh, in your state, it's illegal to sell weed. Oh, OK. Well, how about you sell some CBD then? Why don't you just open up a CBD place and, and just sell the CBD out of that building? Because it's just a building. Right. Right. You already know what they're going to say. They're going to be like, no, 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 we can't do that. Well, why not? It's just a building. What difference does it make? Now, I can understand if you say, I can't bring no, you can't sell, you can't have no hoes up in this place, right? Sorry to keep going there, but I'm hot, I'm hot, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, if you say, hey, we can't have no prostitutes in this place, it's illegal, okay. But if you live in a state where weed is legal, then why can't, if you're going to go with that logic, then why not just sell weed out of there? Get you the little weed card like they do in California and and get and now make it a dispensary hey you know after these hours this is now a marijuana weed dispensary it's legal those people are making money hand over fist right but if they're not gonna be like no 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 we, we couldn't do that well why not well this weed it's marijuana uh see your logic is flawed you're killing yourself if it's just a building then as long as it's legal what difference does it make but see their conscience their conscience already knows that it's wrong and that's why they don't dare do something like that 
They wouldn't dare because their conscience is going to be like, oh, no, that, you know, this is this is like illegal. It's drugs. It's this. Ah, we can't do that. But if it's just a building, what difference does it make? Right. We have to look at things the way Christ looks at things. Right. Because that temple. Hello. If that was the case and it was just a building. See, the truth is going to be the truth is applied universally. If. Here's the if then statement. If something is the truth, then it is always the truth. It doesn't matter how you slice it. The truth will always stand. Therefore, if what that bishop said to me was the truth, it's just a building. Yeah, you know, you church people, y'all don't get y'all don't understand. It's just a build. It's just a building. Don't mean nothing. Just a building. Oh, really? Well, then why did Jesus Christ, when he went into that place, which was just a building, why did he flip out? What? And start cracking with. I mean, we all know that story because that's the only time you ever seen Jesus do that in the entire New Testament. You never saw Jesus do that. Jesus was beaten. He was spit on. He was whipped. He was kicked. He was bruised. He was battered. He was hungry. Hello? He hung and what did the Bible say? He didn't say anything. He was like a he was like a sheep before the shearers. The sheep they don't bleat in protest. They just stand there and they let the shepherd shear all the wool off. They literally just stand there. Man, they just stand there. Jesus, the lamb of God, just stood there and he took the brutal punishment that disfigured him more than any human being in history the bible says he was he was unrecognizable as a man when they finished beating him you could not recognize him as a man and yet he didn't say stop it just stop it he never said that he never said why are you doing this he didn't say that he just took it the only time he cried out on the cross was when he became sin. And now he was separated from father. Then he cried out. But all of the pain and the brutality, he, he didn't do that. That's not to say he didn't, you know, cry because he was hurting. He was human. He did cry. He was in pain. It was like, ow, ow. He did do that. But he wasn't crying out like, stop it. Stop it. He didn't do that. But the only time you heard Jesus cry out on the cross, right, when he actually became sin. The Bible says he that knew no sin became sin. Then he was separated from God. He had never been separated from God in all of eternity. Never separated from God. Why? Because he was God. He is God. He am God. And to be separated from from father, he never experienced that before. Right. Then he cried out. But if the logic that these people who are well-meaning. See, when you got to make an exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That did happen in the Bible. But see what he really meant was this. You know, that's when the devil got you because you saying the same thing that the devil said to Eve in the garden. So that means. It can only end up one way. It ain't going to end up how God how God said it was going to end up. 
it's going to end up how the devil wanted it to end up, which is what? Broken fellowship with the Lord. Right? Death. Error. Pain. Torment. Right? All of those things. That, that's the only thing that can come out of it. Why? Because the thief cometh not but only to kill, steal, and destroy. The devil never comes to like be friends with you and make a good life for you. He, he doesn't do that. So just again, if you saying the things that the devil said, then you got to know you already wrong. The problem is people's hearts are hard, right? Because they wanted to do this wicked thing. They wanted to do that. Man, look at how big this space is. Man, you know, I could rent this space out, but what? They got a conscience. Oh, no, no, no. It's the church. It's the church. It's the church. No, it's the sanctuary. No, no, no. I can't do it. I can't do it. But then all it takes is just the right perspective. And that's what the devil gave them in the garden. The right perspective that they needed to justify because they wanted to eat that fruit. Come on now. They're humans. They wanted to eat that fruit. You mean to tell me I can eat every single fruit in this garden, but that one fruit all of a sudden and it's... It, I would be the same way. That's humans. That's what we that's what we do. We want access. We don't like being denied. We don't like being told no. I don't care what country you're from, but especially Americans. I'm just saying. Especially Americans. But anyway, humans overall, we don't like being told no. We want access. You put a thousand trees in a grove of different types of fruits and you say don't eat that tree right there don't you know that is the only tree that the humans are going to want to eat from i wasn't even thinking about that tree until you told me i can't eat from it and that goes back to paul talking about right the sin like i didn't even know what sin was like some people say oh you don't need the law the old testament is no good anymore it's all about the new testament it's all about jesus the ten commandments don't even mean anything anymore what it's right there in the Bible. The law was perfect. The Ten Commandments was perfect. It was a perfect covenant. And it was perfect for what it was supposed to do. It was meant to show people that you need a savior. It was meant to show you and me that you cannot live a perfect life. You can't live and not break God's laws. How many lies have you told? How many times have you looked lustfully upon a person? How many times have you stolen anything, even if it was really small? A pencil, a pen, a paper clip, a nickel, a penny, right? A little piece of candy. You if The Bible says if you broke one commandment, you're guilty of breaking them all. And the punishment is death. It's death. It is death, right? That is why the law came the law is the ten commandments that's why god gave us the ten commandments so that way you don't think that you don't need a savior i don't need no savior i don't need no savior i'm good enough to go to heaven oh really well let's just check it out here right the ten commandments of the moral law that's what jesus did jesus would talk to people about the moral law the ten commandments and then once people realize like oh we fell short, right? 
boom then here's the gospel right because why would you accept the gospel if you don't think you need it right if you think that you're a good person if these people think that they're good people and they don't need jesus and they don't have to follow the word of god right it doesn't matter then why would they so that's what the ten commandments are for perfect right but and it lets you know hey we sinned oh we need jesus why did jesus come why the new covenant why the new testament what is a covenant a covenant is a contract why the new contract why the new testament right because god gave an even more perfect thing right he 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 made a way for people who now understand that we are sinners and we can't pass God's law. We always break God's law. Therefore, how can we ever get to heaven? You can't accept Jesus. That's why Jesus. That's why God sent Jesus. Right? Because Jesus was the only one that was able to do it. Jesus is man. He is God. Right? You, we talk about the sins of the father. Every human, the sins, every human has a human father. The only human that did not have a human father is Jesus. So there was no sins of the father to be passed to Jesus. Whereas you and I, we are born into sin. The sins of our fathers was passed to us. You're, we are already losers. Natural born losers that's the title of an upcoming book i hope i don't see somebody take the title before i copyright it but i'm just saying anyway something the lord shared with me many years ago because we were all born into sin we're all losers we are natural born losers right your father sinned your mother sinned your father impregnated your mother guess what you were conceived in sin even if you wasn't hey we was married so maybe I shouldn't say you were conceived in sin if there was married and not in wedlock. But guess what? Your father had sins to pass on to you. You understand that? Jesus's father has no sin. Right? We don't talk about the sins of the mother. Right? Mary is a she's a, a human, right? She's a godly human. But she wasn't perfect. Thus, she did have sin. But we don't. It's not about the sins of the mother. It's the sins of the father. So Jesus Christ of Nazareth was the only human to be able to do this, to live a blameless life. He said no to sin all the time. He did not sin. That's why Jesus died for us. He died on the cross. He took the punishment for us. He took the bullet for us that we rightfully deserve to get because we broke God's laws. That's why Jesus came. That's why God gave a new covenant, okay? Not because the old one was bad. It was perfect. It was just meant to show you that you can't live a perfect life, okay? Now, I'm off of that. I'm off of that. I'm off of that. So anyway, right? You have to remember, what did Jesus say? That's always what everything goes back to. I'm, I'm finding out more and more as I live with Christ it is always about what did Jesus say it's not about what I said it's not about what my mama said it's not about you know what my brother said my sister said you know 
oh, my wife said this, you know, oh, my friend said that. Also, it's never about that because everything always goes back to the word of God. And that the Bible teaches that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're wrestling with these spirits. And the Bible likens it to like a Greco-Roman wrestling match. Like these wrestlers, not that WWF comedy stuff, right? Real wrestling, like Olympic sport wrestling, right? They're putting each other in headlocks and they're flipping around and flipping each other. And all right, it's that. And you have to learn how to get out of certain moves. And the way you always get out of a move that the devil tricked you and put you in is to just go right back to what the word of God said. What did God say? Right? Because you can, your feelings can get twisted really quickly. Somebody cuts you off. They flip you the bird, right? They call you, you know, some type of colorful word. All of a sudden, your feelings, you're not feeling so peaceful and loving anymore. In an instant, your feelings just shifted, right? Oh, or if it's based on your situation, oh, the situation is so bad. I'm so this, I'm so that, right? Uh Now your emotions are all flared up. You gonna mess up. Why? Because you're you're relying on your emotions. See, the word of God, the Bible says it never changes. The word of God never changes. Jesus Christ, who is the word, never changes. He's always the same. And that is why you can have peace as a man or a woman, even a boy or a girl of God. Because Jesus is always the same. Economy is good. Jesus is the same. Economy is bad. Jesus is the same. Economy is good. The word of God is the same. Economy is bad. The word of God is the same. It doesn't change. So if you stand on the word of God, no matter what, no matter who is in office, no matter what pandemic is going on, no matter what is going on with the economy or your money or whatever, if you stand on the word of God, you can have peace. Why? Because it's the word of God. It's not a lie. If it wasn't so, Jesus wouldn't have said it. That's what he said. Trust the word of God. Trust Jesus. Stand on the word of God, no matter what, right? And as you stand on the word of God, you'll see Holy Spirit begin to open up the word more and more and more to you. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you knowledge. He'll give you insight. He'll give you understanding and strategy on things. And your mind will just be blown. You'll be in awe of God. You will be in awe of God. Right? And everybody else will be running around, freaking out, running in fear and saying things that are fear-based. And you'll be just so much peace, walking around all happy. And people are like, what is wrong with you? Don't you know what's going on in the country right now? Uh, yeah. Why are you so happy? Why are you so mad that I'm happy? <laughs> and why are you not happy, right? And then that opens up the, a door for you to share the gospel with them. Okay? Stand on the word of God, right? And all you have to do is look. And the Bible, it clearly said, right? The, the scriptures were not for those people back then. The scriptures are for us. It's for us. For us. In this day and time. So when a pastor tells you, 
that this building is just a building and if I want to open up a store inside the sanctuary and start selling wares and you know what why don't you join us you know I can give you a discounted price on a booth you need to be like the devil is a lie no and tell them tell them this is evil this is evil sorry pastor respectfully mm, I'm not gonna be doing that because if it was just a building then why did Jesus say what he said? The temple, they were they were selling stuff in the temple. Oh, that's right. Let me give you the scripture. <laughs> I'm so heated. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> He's like, remember to read the scripture. Matthew 21, 12. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Matthew 21, verse 12. And Jesus went into the what? The temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. It's right there. Verse 13, what did he say? And said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer but ye have made it a den of thieves. He said that was his house. It ain't just a building. He said that's my house. Jesus said that. Jesus said that. I didn't make that up. Jesus said it. So obviously that is the truth, right? That's the truth. And then the very next verse, which I hadn't planned on reading, but I see it's applicable. Matthew 21 verse 14 says this, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. So in other words, listen, the people understood that this particular building was a place where the most high God could be found. This was a place where his people congregated and they called on him. And you know what? He came and he performed miracles there. So it ain't just a building. In the eyes of the Most High God, it is not just a building. Jesus said, this is my house. My house. How dare you do that? How dare you do such a thing? In my house. That is how Jesus looks at it. Not how your pastor's looking at it. And if you're a pastor that's doing this, that's how Jesus is looking at it, right? Jesus is the truth. So if you ain't lined up with Jesus, in a, according to the words of a famous Christian rapper, whom I'm not going to say, right? He said, Jesus is the truth, right? <laughs> one of us, well, one of us is, is, is veering wrong or something like that. If Jesus is the truth, that means one of us is, is veering wrong. Think about it, right? You're in rebellion. It's Lecrae, I'll just say it. But anyway, right? You're a rebellion, right? If Jesus says one thing and your thinking is contrary to that, if you got to make an excuse and say, yeah, but what Jesus really, yeah, Jesus did say that because you can't say he didn't say that. Just like the devil couldn't tell them that he did not say that. Even he didn't say that. He just said, yeah, but what he, what he really, he did say that, but what he really meant was this. If you find yourself saying something, almost a direct quote that the devil said, 
you need to drop and repent right now in the name of Jesus. Don't try and argue the sin. Don't try and argue for it. Thank God that you received this message today and repent. Own that bad boy. Confess the sin. Own it. Go to God and ask him for mercy. Forgive your sins. Hallelujah. And move. Keep moving forward. Okay. There it is. There it is. So, please remember, right? Submit yourself unto God. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed, my brothers and sisters.